Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Unprepared. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, we're welcoming to the show Fiona from Loyalty Line. How are you doing today? I'm really good. How, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Don't worry. I screw up way more than you ever will. So <laughs> let's just keep it rolling. Sure. Awesome. So today's the topic of today's episode is customer retention. Uh, which I believe uh, by the time this episode comes out will be pretty top of mind for people after probably spending a bunch of money on new customers during the holidays. So without further ado, uh, the show is yours. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. We we have so many people who spend a lot on acquisition during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then it's like, well, what do I do with these customers? What do I? How do I turn these people into more lifetime value, people that are come back and shop with me again? And also, bigger question, how do I get more money out of the existing customers that I've got to come back and shop with me during Black Friday as well? It's a pretty big question. So I think um, the first thing that I would say is just focus on more than just transactions. Like it's great when someone comes and buys from you, but it's about so much more than that. It's about building these relationships that last, you know? So um, how can you keep your customers really, really close so that when they do go to make a purchase, you're right at the top of their minds. And I think there's a few ways to do that. The first that I've seen going really well with some new brands recently is building out a really great content hub. So we saw a lot of people focusing on this over 2020 when they had to close down physical stores and they couldn't see their customers so much. They started shifting that experience online and creating these amazing content hubs. My favorite is... I mean, that's where this show came from. Was, <laughs> well, what can I do to just do more? And then this this like weird little quick video series came about. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's amazing. Like my favorite is a brand called Astrid and Mio. They're a jewelry brand here in the UK. And the content they've produced has been fantastic. They've got things like playlists that I actually look at myself when I want some motivation. They've got interviews with their CEOs. They've got um, virtual styling sessions. They've got uh, get the lip guides. They've got this whole hub of stuff that just makes you want to keep checking in and seeing what's new, what's there. And that gives you a reason to go back and engage with them in between purchases when you're not even thinking of buying anything. Not only that, it gives you if you're the brand that's producing this ancillary content that you know is you know definitely what your customers want. It's the same type of app. It's 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 content that would be consumed by your customer avatar. It gives you a, a reason to send that email campaign or to to send that text message campaign. Like producing content makes it so much easier to run any other marketing channel. Hundred percent. It powers everything. It powers your social media. It powers you know getting influencers to take part in that content hub. It can be a part of your influencer marketing. It drives your SEO. It's yeah, huge to everything. I would say, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then another way to keep to keep it about more than just transactions is um, if you have a loyalty program or anything like that in place, find more ways to get people to engage with it. So don't just give them points for a purchase. Give them points if they like your social media post, if they share your social media post, or if they just follow you. Uh, give them points for creating an account. Give them points for a referral or a review. You know, just make it really clear that it's not just about them buying from you. It's about continual engagement. And that way, they also build up a much bigger points balance. So they're going to get to their next purchase far, far sooner, which is great. Um, and then leading on from that, points obviously leads to rewards. And um, it doesn't just have to be a discount. It doesn't just have to be money off that next transaction. We're seeing so many brands work with kind of experiential rewards now. So someone builds up a certain points balance and suddenly they have access to those virtual styling sessions that I mentioned, or they might have early access to your sales. So I know a lot of our, people, our customers are actually doing early access to um, Black Friday sales, Christmas sales, and even the New Year sales. 
um, invitations to test products, you know, make someone feel really special by giving them an invite to test out the latest thing that you're launching. It's just making people feel part of something bigger, making them feel really valued. And that all comes from sort of, again, making it bigger than just the transaction. Oh, I can I can only agree there. I think that if your loyalty program is, you know, pretty much driven back to how much money have you given our brand over time, that is so transactional and that's not the best way to run your marketing. It should definitely be conversational. Mm. So when you're when you're reaching out to your loyal customers, which if you have a loyalty program in place, it's pretty easy to see who your top purchases are. In Shopify, it's ridiculously easy to see who your top purchases <laughs> are. Uh, you can reach out to those people and just be like, "Hey, what do you guys want? Mm. Like, what would you like to see?" You know what I mean? And in like one, it's kind of give you some amazing insights into your customers. You can use those insights to drive content. You can use it to drive you know new tiers of cool things to give away during your loyalty program. I just can't preach it enough that you should. If people are giving you money, you should ask them why. And then if they're giving you a lot of it, you should definitely listen. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think that's something we, we just don't see people do enough is segmenting their customers. You know, you've got your most loyal ones. And that can be quite misleading sometimes as well. You might think that somebody who has placed the biggest order is your best customer or somebody who has shopped the most is your best customer. But both of those could be misleading. You know, the person with the biggest order could have returned 99% of that order and be of no value to you. Conversely, the person that has shopped with you loads and loads could be shopping only when you have a sale or only when you discount. So it's really, it's quite, um, like you say, it's really easy to understand your, your most loyal customers, but it's something that I don't think people are doing quite enough of at this point. Yeah, it's definitely, you got to go a little bit just deeper than the surface to make sure that the, because there's always, you know, the top level KPIs can always be misleading just regardless if we're talking about loyalty, you could be talking about sales, you could be talking about traffic. It's like, oh yeah, our traffic's through the roof. Uh, but then you like look at the metrics and it's like everyone's bouncing. So like you're you're like driving the wrong type of traffic. So you're actually that's actually a failing marketing campaign. Uh so you know what I mean? That's the that's the power of of analytics is you can kind of spin it in any way you want. Yeah, it's easy to get these vanity metrics uh telling the story that you want, isn't it? Absolutely. Is there uh, is there anything else tied back to customer retention uh, that that I forgot to ask you about, or you wanted to share? Um, yeah, it t- ties back slightly into the non-transactional thing, but the other thing that I would really say is important to retaining your existing customers um, and the new ones that you've just acquired is making it really clear what your values are. I mean, consumers are becoming so much more conscious about what they buy and who they buy it from. And um, we've done re- some research that showed that actually has only increased over the past six months as well. Um, so it's obviously changing your whole business to operationally work around a certain belief is difficult if you are not set up that way. So if, for example, you want to stand for being really green or being really sustainable, it's going to take a little while for you to switch your whole operation to that. But there's some sort of quick wins you can do to really show your community and your customers what you stand for as a brand and prove to them that they want to shop with you. So a couple of really nice examples. And um, there's a, a pet food brand, Edgard and Cooper, and they Actually, through their belly rub reward program, people can um, redeem those belly rubs for planting a tree or for donations to a dog shelter instead of discounts. So it's just, again, it's just saying, hey, we're a brand and this is what we believe in and you believe in the same thing. So you should shop with us again and again. Oh, yeah. I think that's, I think that's fantastic. I've also seen uh, Shopify actually is... So they announced about a week ago. So during Black Friday, Cyber Monday... Um, they did some math and they're going to offset the uh, carbon footprint from the sales during Black Friday and Cyber Monday uh, by 
planting a tree. They did the math. I can try to find the article and link to it. Uh, but I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, it's a little yeah. outside the box way to show that you care in a... It's kind of an indirect way. I don't know. But I just thought that, mm-hmm. was, a, that was a cool way to think about it. So it's not always about like your customer order has to be what's giving back. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's only going to become more important to retaining customers. It's the thing that will get someone shopping with you over Amazon because you, you may not be able to win on convenience. You may not be able to win on next day shipping and that kind of thing. But if somebody knows that you believe in the same things and you're supporting a cause that they care about, then you're much more likely to retain them as a customer. Yeah, the way that you went against Amazon is just having a top top notch customer service and having uh, values and having uh, having an actual brand because Amazon's Amazon Basics is not a brand; it's just a convenience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you can win uh, with kind of just like being more than just the product, that's how you're gonna kind of separate yourself from all these convenient uh, ways to shop. Currently, if someone's uh, interested in learning more about Loyalty Lion and the stuff that you shared today, how do they get hold of you? Um, so feel free to follow me on LinkedIn, Fiona Stevens at Loyalty Lion, um, or you can head to our website, our blog, um, just loyaltyline.com, and you'll find all sorts of resources there. We have our Hall of Fame that has a whole ring of examples of the best loyalty programs out there at the moment, or there's regular content that will help you just boost that retention a little bit more. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me.